We are live. Joe, say hello to the people for us. Welcome, everybody, to Coffee with Pastors, post-service, catch-up, and for everybody listening later. Oh, I don't have any coffee. I'm all coffeeed out. I had I had both cold brew and pour-over this morning, so I'm going to be chipper. Happy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, tell us if it's coming through okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. We got all wild there for a second. It's, What's uh, up, guys? You got, you got wild? Yeah, I had a little feedback loop. When do you I'm get sorry. wild? <laughs> <laughs> I have the same, I have the same problem. Isn't that the worst when you open it up in your computer and then it's a couple seconds delayed and you can hear yourself talking and you're like, what is happening? Oh, Christy says, uh, kombucha is my coffee replacement i'm with you i might i might literally get in pour one here in a moment you guys are team kombucha i'm i just haven't gotten into it yet that surprises me a little bit i feel like that's like something you would really get into i think i probably need to get some from you joe or figure out how to make it or don't you what is the weird thing you gave jason that you have to scoby yeah it doesn't sound right no it Lisa can't even look at it. She says it looks like some like calf liver or something like that. Oh, I think we're going to do a little show and tell Scoby in a minute here is Joe oh, left think... the camera. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. So what is it? What is it? That's what makes the magic, man. Hold up one it's, more time. It's, it's a, it's a yeast. It's like a yeast culture. So it's, it's really good. It's really tasty is it's what it is. Tasty. So it's oh, like you, way to spotlight me, there. I appreciate that. Oh, dude, you got to have Scoby close up. Okay, and I actually got that. This is this is Emily G's baby Scoby. So this, and then it has spawned yet again, and now Jason has it too. So it's like it's like the gift that keeps on giving, quite literally. It's like the jelly. All right, I'll take a I'll take a Scoby spawn. All right. Does it work that way? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Scoby spawn. So like, <laughs> what flavor is it flavored or like you no. educate? I really don't know anything about kombucha. So the the I mean Joe knows way more than I do, but I'm gonna just tell you the last. So I made I've made two batches now. I made a um like an orange kind of flavor, and then I just did the last batch I made was lime, which was ooh, my favorite. So good. I'm all about some citrus. Anne, are you are you taking this in? This because I feel like this is more your world realm of execution. So, I would like to point out that Christy says you can dry out a scoby and give it to a dog, like a pig's ear. Yeah. How does one even? That whole <laughs> that whole sentence just doesn't sound right. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> answer amy's question is it drinkable in the office yes it's drinkable yeah, in the yes office. it is yeah zach that is the groan doll yes it is your scoby's famous um the uh that's what the message says in that ephesians you know one church one hope one baptism one scoby plus it's an acronym for something and i'm gonna look it up so i don't remember what it's an acronym for <laughs> Uh, symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. 
So there you go. It's Let's just keep it SCOBY. It's delicious. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I like the word symbiotic and bacteria in the same. <laughs> I'm good. All right. Well, I'll look forward to my SCOBY spawn. All right. I'm, yep. SCOBY spawn. I'm, I'm, so you're my next victim. It's, it's like tea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love tea. Yeah. Black tea. Let's talk, fermented. Let's talk, let's talk tea for all the coffee haters for a minute because we know we got some, some tea lovers um, and some coffee haters. So if you're going to do a hot tea, like a straight up hot tea, what is your tea? Sorry, I'm laughing at Mike. He says Scoby snacks. <laughs> it's a really good dad joke, and and relevant because there's a Scooby Doo movie out. Mike is is dad joking and right now. Um, That's why we love you, Mike. So relevant. Uh, so tea, a hot tea. Yeah. See, I'm not really a tea snob. Like, if I'm gonna drink a hot tea. Um, you know, I like things iced though. So I like iced tea right. better, but just what's, I, what tea bag are you going to use? Literally, literally like the most basic Lipton black tea. I would rather have like the actual, like as black as it can get, but, um, but black tea. That's, that's my tea I go to. What about you guys? Jason, you got a tea? Um, well, sometimes we do the loose leaf and we have like a thing that brews it or whatever, but, uh, I've gotten some. It's called like fireside chai, so it's got mm. a little heat to it with the chai. It's really good. A spiciness. Mm-hmm. That's I, good. I do. Uh, I do like green a lot. I know not everybody's into that. You had a green tea latte. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of that. Um, I know Joe has feelings about green tea, (laughs) just by looking at his face. Um, I uh, I wasn't going to mention them, but so let's see. um, uh, What is it? Is it Mint Majesty Tivana? That's one of my faves. And then uh, yeah, Earl Grey. I'm with you, Joe. I like black tea. Earl Grey, like like I want I want it I want it to be named after Winston Churchill or something. (laughs) Or it's not English breakfast tea. You know what I mean? Like. Punch me in the face with some strong tea. On staff, uh, Carrie yeah. is our tea person, and she says raspberry tea for the yeah. world. She has you know, she has a really, really good raspberry tea. She's let me try it before. I don't know what brand it is, but it's really good. Okay, my whole deal with like actual fruit teas is kind of the same with like fruit salsas for me. I'm like, you know. Just don't put them together. Keep those ingredients apart. You know, I'm I'm not a fruit salsa. Fruit fan salsa, either. really? Oh, that's too bad, man. So good. Uh, you what? What's you know, like a go-to fruit salsa for you? Like what? Do you, jala- what anything you like jalapeno and pineapple in the same deal? Mm-hmm. Come on. Mango. I like some mango salsa. Mango. Mango maybe. Mango maybe. <laughs> I I. How do you feel about um, corn salsa? Okay, I like corn salsa. Black and corn. Yep, I like that. Yep, yeah. I like that a lot. I like, um, I like, probably my favorite type of salsa is if you get like a charred salsa, then I could maybe do fruit. Like if you did like ancho chili and it was like charred. I'm a bit of a salsa snob though, so. 
Not a tea snob, bit of a salsa snob. We quickly switched from tea to salsa. Just this is salsa with the pastors. <laughs> Joe, you have an affinity for pastors. hot sauces. You have like a million yes. hot sauces. Yes. I also like hot sauces. I'm a bit of a hot sauce. You know, I don't know if I'm a hot sauce snob so much. I just don't like um, the only like vinegary kind of Louisiana style hot sauce that I like is um, like the Chipotle uh uh what's the tabasco, tabasco one i like that one and then the rest of them are kind of a little bit more um a little bit more mexican style i like those sorts of hot sauces better wow brian's saying costco mango salsa i have had that brian and it's okay it's all right i joe i feel like if the chip is salty enough the fruit thing works out i feel like if it's like not all right, we're going to do a vote. Are you ready? Well, this is the, the, we'll close the entire loop since we've gone from tea to Mexican food. And um, uh, this is, this could divide the people. I mean, we're really polarized culture. And I just feel like we just need to know where everybody stands right now. Are you flour tortilla or corn tortilla? Type it in the comments. I, I used to know how to make a, make a poll and I don't remember how to do that. But, and then in the last time we did that, we had a big fight about Whataburger and um, and In-N-Out, which is obviously better. So flour or corn, just type it in the comments. Can you type one for me since I don't have a Facebook, Joe? I'm a corn. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will do it very loudly on my computer. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, everyone, while everyone is commenting really quick, um, First of all, thank you to the corn people that are joining. Uh, corn and fresh flowers, not. I'm kind of there with you, Zach. Like a corn, uh, Carrie says salad. No, Carrie. <laughs> Lettuce is not a wrap. Carrie's, yeah, Carrie's like iceberg for me. Yeah, well, Carrie will order a uh, crunchy a, like water a chicken sandwich and say, hold the bread and the chicken, just give me the lettuce. <laughs> ridiculous. A strong, strong corn showing. I did not expect that. Did not expect that. It's obviously the better tortilla. I mean. And disagrees with you. Your house divided. We right are. <laughs> we wow. Yeah. We are too. Uh, Lisa would say flour. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm. Um, I could go down so many rabbit trails. I agree with Zach, though. I think it always corn true? if fresh. Corn if fresh. They're not very good in the fridge. Yeah. Oh, and, and Kathy added the crunchy uh, corn shell, uh, which I wasn't even thinking about. But that that's always a good option, too. I was thinking. This is a good group. This is a wise group. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jay, your mom, Deb, she's right on the money corn with enchilada yes i'm there i will okay i will say um for a breakfast burrito which i know is not really flour i'll, I'll do that for a good breakfast burrito <laughs> oh, this is funny i like how half the comments now are like love the sermon 
great word. And then the rest of them were like, but if we're talking flour and corn tortillas. <laughs> well, we're just warming up. We're going to talk love- about the sermon. No, thanks, no. thanks for saying those that. things. Yeah. I love that. We've been asked for more banter. So we're just trying to provide. I'm fine. I'm fine with the banter. Uh, this John little- says, go ahead. I don't, this is probably not edifying at all. I was going to say there's little we can do in the world right now to make all the people happy. So we're going to try our best. Mexican food brings us all together. John, John says, I really started liking the taco salad from Qdoba. And this is not buzz marketing. Uh, until Melissa pointed out how the shell actually makes it a lot less healthy than oh, the man. burrito. That's a dirty trick. Yeah. I, I like to add... <laughs> If I, John, if I were you, I would go, why am I eating a taco salad? But to each their own. Mostly Carrie, who likes crunchy water. You know, Qdoba is not known for this, but their nachos are actually pretty money. If you get nachos where they like, you can add all the stuff on, it's pretty incredible. I I remember going to high school, when I was in high school, going with my, this is how much, this is how much like, when you're like in shape and like really hungry and you're a kid, this is amazing to me. I'm cause I could never ever do this now. Like I remember going to Qdoba in high school after school and eating like a burrito and nachos and then going home and eating dinner, you know, like two hours later. How did that, where did I put all that food? I don't know. This, I was, but yeah, nachos from Qdoba, very, very tasty. I like the spicy queso at Qdoba. Have you had that? Uh, I was pretty happy when the Qdoba moved in close to my house. I've been there yet. Well, it was, you know, open for like two seconds (laughs) and then (laughs) that's life. Yeah, that is the rule of life at this point, isn't it? You also live next to one of Joe's favorite places, Little Mexico. Yes. I would like to buzz market Little Mexico. If you haven't been to Little Mexico on uh it's great across kind of across from metro there man oh man that place and something we had uh joe in the old little mexico lake kebab went in there and we had that a couple weeks ago carry out and that was really good too i don't know if you've been there yet i've not one of the things i love about this group of three right here is there's a shared love for uh, uh you know international food we had an Indian food phase. I've been missing that. I know. Lisa made some butter chicken last week. Oh. Butter chicken. So, so good. good. Tell us in the comments what your favorite um, not American food is. That would be a fun one. I would love to know. Like if you only get one cuisine for the rest of your life, is it Indian? Mexican, Mediterranean, Chinese, Thai, I can't, there's so many. Sushi, I feel like sushi is his own category. I've never had sushi, allergic to fish, so. That's one of the things, Joe, I'm like, like I love sushi so much and we'll never share that, but I believe, um, I believe in, in heaven, there'll be sushi. Absolutely. I do. Yes. I, I, I do too. Feasting, and you're going to be able to eat it because you're going to have a glorified body without your fish allergy. I know. Isn't that amazing? I know. I, I, look, I look forward to, and remind me of this, 
the final, like the welcome bridegroom feast to the re wedding reception, feast of the lamb. I'll eat some sushi with you. Sushi in the house of Zion. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. a good band name there. Sushi there in the house go. of Zion. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you see in the comments, Mike put in Maltese? I don't even know how to pronounce that last word. What is Bert, that? And then, and then, and then Christy asks, isn't that a dog breed? <laughs> uh, Mike, aren't you Maltesian? I think I'm saying is he, that right. Is he really? I'm pretty sure. What What is that? Maltese. Mal I don't, From Malta? We need a description, Mike. Mike is like a... Oh, Italian. How could I Mike is like an, uh, an Athenian an Athenian seaman. He's a sailor. <laughs> Can't wait for no allergies in heaven. Amen. Yeah, yeah Malta. Is, is he really? He's, I didn't realize he was Maltese. Maltese. Okay. Maltese there you go. Mike. Malta's in the Bible, Mike. Malta's in the book of Acts. So he's got quite the heritage. Oh, dude, that sounds good. You got to realize, guys, that the comments are a little bit slower than our video, just so you know. Yes. So sometimes we'll talk about something, then we'll respond to you a little bit later. So, Mike, we just saw your pastry filled with ricotta mm. yeah yum is it a pastry with a lot of layers in the bread really flaky has to be <laughs> yeah mike mike knows this is, this is getting really intense paul's shipwreck in acts uh what is it 27 yeah. 26 like that joe's trying really hard to segue to bible no, I, I'm. You're, oh, I, you're getting close. I could sit here. I could sit here in the banter all day. You know this. <laughs> I know you could. You know and I would never it. get to go home and eat lunch. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I could sit in the banter all day. Let's uh, let's talk about James a little bit because I I think um, well, thank you, folks, for for. I'm glad you were blessed by the sermon. I want to know were you able um, were you able to get this to work? Our team worked pretty hard on that. The program, uh, I thought it was kind of nice, especially with 18 verses. It's right there. And um, but I'm so curious about that. Oh, and talking about scallion pancakes, my goodness. That's a whole other conversation. I'm going to get pulled right back into it. You know about those, Joe? No, I don't. Okay. All right, we're going to, and send send the video to the dyers. They're, I feel like they'll appreciate it. Scallion that. pancakes? It's Dang. so this is very foodie. Send it, send it to the Nagels and the Dyers, and they'll. There's you guys can cook. That's the problem. I just request things and eat them. Okay, if if you didn't know this, I mean, we saw it, and we're getting close to where, you know, depending on how the movements go, we are getting close to like, kind of our snack time, snack time at the pastors too, not just coffee. You guys got to remember, yeah, Jason is like the. I'm not kidding. The best barbecue I think I've ever had has been. It is really good. So there you go. Cindy asked which Bible app. Cindy, it's the, um, I don't know if you have iPhone or Android. It's, it's, it just says Bible on mine, but I think it used to be called version. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you search version, uh, it's, I, I think Life Church put it together. So if you search that, then you can go to events and type in Corinth and you can save Corinth forever. Um, 
So yeah, I hope that works for you. Let, let's talk about James 3. We did a whole chapter. Um, so what, I mean, we basically did the last six verses at warp speed, um, which is unfortunate sometimes, but you know, it was already getting long. What, what are you guys thinking about, you know, what, what were you, uh, what was speaking to you from the scriptures? Sorry, I was catching up. Don't get distracted. I know I did. I got distracted. Jason, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let Jason, Jason go first this time. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really powerful the way you just started framing what words can do. So hold the power of life and death. And so there's a choice that can be made with words. Right. And I mean, that's what your whole thing was. I mean, I think really about too, of we can choose to sow. well, you say, sow peace, bring life, or we can bring death um, with our words, which I thought was really powerful. And that whole, like, um, you know, that whole, uh, you know, you can throw sticks and stones, but your words will never hurt me. It's just so not true. Um, yeah. And uh, I thought that was just a really great way you framed right at the beginning of what this was, what James was going to teach us uh, today. Um, it was just really good. I, I think there's so much truth in that where we can bring life and we can bring death. And when we're people, when we're people of God, when we are Christians, when we say that, then we need to be bringing life because we know that his word brings us life, right? Like we're filled with that. Um, God's word brings us life. Why wouldn't we, you know, using our even language, right? Overflow, abundance of our heart. Why wouldn't we bring life wherever we go? Because we have the word in, in, in us. It's just really good. Yeah, for me, um, for me, I, I also just kind of resonated with the idea of um, what a cool word picture about mm. something small causing something big. And, you know, you can, James does such a good job with a rudder and then, and then moves it to, a, you know, a spark and a forest fire. And then, then obviously the tongue. Um, I, I think for me, I, I always think about, okay, what else is, what else is there? What else is like in the tongue? I just think of like, you know, I emailed you this, this morning, Ben, like, um, yeah, I just saw that say that that's good. Yeah. Um, the tongue is like such an interesting muscle. And so this is what happened. This is how I think about stuff. Like I'll get down rabbit trails and I'll start like, okay, what about the tongue is, is the Lord teaching and like how he made it. And one thing about the tongue is that, um, it's like this matrix of muscles. And some people say it's kind of like, apocryphal but the tongue is the only muscle attached at one end and that's kind of true but kind of not because it's all attached sort of in the root and it's all connected but one thing about the tongue is that you never uh you never get to the end of the day and say wow my tongue is really tired you know you, you know how your muscles get sore you're working outside your your arms get sore your legs get sore at the end of the day your tongue is never tired and i just think that's such a great word picture to be like your tongue is powerful. The tongue is a very powerful muscle and is a powerful force because at the end of the day, you could talk all day long. Your throat might be scratchy. Um, you might be physically and emotionally tired. You might be mentally tired. Your tongue is not tired. And so it just, it, it, even more is like a physical reality of like a spiritual reality that, um, 
that we need to be careful of our tongue. And that's, man, I think we all had to do a lot of repenting today. <laughs> and well, I, I, I love some, some people are saying in the comments, I had to repent um, in the middle of church with my kids and uh, you know, yep. Yep. We've all been there. <laughs> and uh, I grant, I love your question. And this is what we want, by the way. So we're just, we're basically talking and reflecting. So you guys have time to share your questions and comments as well. So Grant, great question. He, he talked about sort of the fire, the sanctifying fire of God. You mentioned uh, Isaiah 6, uh, the coal from the altar, I believe is what that is. He mentioned um, uh, Acts 2, the Pentecost. I think also uh, there's a, a reference in Hebrews 12 that talks about sort of the sanctifying fire of God. So what's a what's a great question about that and one thing that grant i love about you man is you're just a voracious bible learner and sometimes grant sends me stuff that i'm like that looks really hard to read <laughs> so i love it um and 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 share the love bro so so i think what's helpful is the metaphors in the bible are used differently within the context of the author's use and so you, you've got to understand like i I don't think there's any other fire references in James to my knowledge off the top of my head, but James, the point is not so much um, fire itself, but it's like this, what Joe was just saying, the small but mighty thing, the, the, the little thing that, that boasts of great deeds. And then, so we're going from smaller to greater in these metaphors, the bit in the horse's mouth to the whole horse's body, the spark to the flame. But then we're also, he's kind of layering over it destructiveness as well so there's a weird like if you're looking at the text between verse five and six there's a weird shift where he's talking about the spark that starts the flame small to big and then he says the tongue is also a fire and it sets fire to our body it's set on fire by hell and so that he's just like ripping through metaphors and yeah it gets used in in the negative here um an, another word that's that's like that um, that kind of has different uses in different places is he, we didn't get into it too much today, but he talks about boasting kind of in those last few verses. And it's not, you know, the word that we translate as boast comes from a different Greek word than in James, than like Paul would use when Paul talks about, I boast. So Paul's boasting Greek is sort of like putting confidence in something. And then James here is like, it's just braggadociousness. Um, so that's a great, that's like a great question. And I'm curious, Jason and Joe, how you think about this, but how do we, how do we sort of like do this reformed work of there's scripture interprets scripture, but then realizing sort of contextually that these different authors will use different words. Or last week we had a long conversation about works and we realized, you know, Paul used works differently than James did. And James is even writing before Paul. I'm just curious what, um, what thoughts you have about about that. That's an awesome Bible question. I, you know, it's just my observations, but I think that we have to remember the Bible is, you know, it's written through the Holy Spirit by human authors, and they have every bit of creativity as, as we do that God has given them. And so they use, uh, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, these amazing metaphors. And I, I think of another one, another two, actually, um, of, you know, one in one, uh, in one sermon, Jesus says that you know, the kingdom of heaven, um, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast in a dough. And he's talking about, he's talking about yeast going through a whole batch of dough. And then he also talks about it's faith as small as a mustard seed. And it grows into this, grows into this bush when, and the birds come and, and uh, roost in, in the, in the bush. And both of those things 
there's like debate. There's like good, healthy debate about uh, is that like a positive metaphor or is it a negative metaphor? What is it really trying to say? You know, and I think there's like good, healthy thoughts about because historically yeast was was representative of sin. If you go to Exodus, you know, and so there's just lots of examples in the Bible of well, wow, there's things used in different ways that it's the Bible's just such a beautiful painting. People have, you know, they they look at it and they notice these little things that are, you know, but the the point being is that scripture interprets scripture. And that's what you said, Ben, is is we can always go and look at, you know, here's a, here's another example, I guess, would be um, when people when people say maybe maybe they're talking apologetics or whatever, um, they're like, well, you can't take the Bible and go from one to another apologetically to say like in defense of the faith, like if you go back to scriptures, but like people forget like the Bible is a library. It's an entire library of, of these authentic, you know, primary source documents um, over thousands of years. And so, yeah, absolutely. We can go from one scripture to another and, and see how they comment and how they're different. And so that's just my ramblings, but I, I, I think it's, a great question to always ask, like, what is really behind the metaphor? What's really behind what um, the word is trying to teach us? Any thoughts, Jay? I don't think I could no, add anything to what Joe just said. That was, that was really good. Good. <laughs> good, good way to think about um, how we read. Uh, let's go to uh, Christy shared, um, I thought, um, the wrap up of you don't have liberty to say whatever you want. And then I love what you said, Christy, asking the question, will this hurt or add to my testimony? So I, the, I'm not trying to bait anybody and I'm definitely not trying to start quarrels, but let's, let's talk about this for a minute because there's a, there's a more direct way to say that that probably wouldn't be super fruitful on the live stream. But since you 28 people are hanging out with us, you get to, a look behind the curtain. Here is a, a, a thesis that, that I have I'm curious what my brothers think. I'm curious what you think. I think freedom of speech is not something that's inherent to Christianity, not in the sense that we think about it. And um, I know some of you maybe hear that and that's really, uh, that you're like, what? Um, but, I, but I think when you get down to the core of a lot of the, the highly politicized conversation that's happening in our world today and you know, different leaders invoking the church and Jesus and all these things, um, when we get down to it, there's no such thing as Christian freedom of speech. And I think James 3 makes it pretty clear. <clears throat> Curious how you guys respond to that, because I think that's at the center of a lot of what's going on in our world right now. Ben, I, I know Joe's waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe's supposed to go so you can process. That's how no, it's, works, all, it's all good. That's okay. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with what you said, Ben. I think um, oftentimes I find myself like starting to maybe type something or engage in something, and I'm like, I, that's that should not come from me. Like that should not be said by me. Um, probably not even thought by me. First off, <laughs> but still still being sanctified. Um, and, uh, and I think that's a lot of times why I delete a lot what I might say or what I even type. Um, yeah. And just, just kind of even just being quiet. I think your word on that of like what Jesus often did is use of using silence. Like that speaks a lot too. And, 
um, without necessarily having to say words. And so I think that's that's a good word. I think that's that's really good for us to 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 think through, because oftentimes I think we even said this maybe last week, Ben, is oftentimes we put a filter of, like, um, maybe our, our politics or our we're American first as our first filter instead of and then it's like Christianity and da 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 whatever the filter is. Well, our first filter is the bible it's it's our christianity it's our relationship with god and so you know if we're not filtering that way then yeah we would definitely probably say well then i can say whatever i want i don't think we can and i think that was a good word for us this morning so i wouldn't disagree yeah i um i do think especially you know on a on a day like tomorrow, Memorial Day, when we're thinking of those who died in defense of these freedoms um, right. that we're thankful for, I, I think we need to remember that um, we have one that died for us too, our body, soul, and uh, and eternally. And you know, there's there's definite there's definitely you know when you think about worldview and priority, um, if we don't put if we don't put uh, God first, then the rest of that is a faulty foundation. And, you know, Jesus talks about that. Uh, if you don't put my, the wise man who puts my word into practice is like somebody who builds their house on a rock and, um, and the foolish man builds it on sand. And so it's not that, um, it's not a matter of necessarily even good, good or bad or whatever, whatever it is in terms of ethics and morals with laws. Um, and I mean, like American laws, for instance, right. but um, it's about what's what's best for the kingdom. And uh, and, you know, I, I do think that I do think that, the you know, there's no denying that a lot of um, a lot of the Constitution and Declaration and Bill of Rights and things like that. Um, yeah, they had some Judeo-Christian principles behind them, but they also had deist principles behind them. And they also had Greek and uh, Greek and Athenian principles behind them and so yeah, I just think I just think it's a lot more nuanced and complex. It's like what we talked about last week with super not supernatural nuance. And yeah. um, if you're a study of American history, I mean that comes that comes to the fore. So I don't know. That's just kind of yeah. reflections on that. I Joe, I love how you. Um, this is we need to talk about this today because uh, I know you guys similar. The three of us are in pretty regular contact, for better or for worse. Um, and I know we all experience a lot of the same things. I, I went um, I went to bed last night with a really heavy heart for a variety of reasons. I had a really hard time sleeping. Um, my guess is maybe you guys experienced some similar things and for a variety of reasons. And part of it is just kind of the, the con- let's just make it super high level for a minute, okay? The conversation in our world right now, um, in our country is growing more and more and more polarized. And there's less and less dialogue there's a lot more shouting into nothingness and just arguing. And, um, you know, I, I'm just going to be really honest. I, I get, I get nervous when political leaders start talking about what churches should do or not do and, um, and make, make theological statements out of that. As a pastor, that's really concerning to me. I love being in America. I, um, I didn't, we've mentioned this before I lived I lived in Australia for a little bit. I love visiting other places, 
I would much rather live in America. I, I mean, it, I feel like I have to say that because sometimes when we talk about these things that maybe it sounds like I'm not, but um, I, I'm so thankful for our freedom to worship and, um, and freedom to, uh, to, you know, like just the, the miracle of the fact that this morning across unrestricted, uncensored Wi-Fi signals, we sent the gospel. There are mm -hmm. countries in the world, you cannot do that. So I understand like there's a lot of frustration about not being, not churches. I mean, in our state, we're able to gather and Corinth's leadership has chosen not to, but um, you know, some states, there's some of that conversation going on, but man, we got to, we got to broadcast the gospel and that's an amazing thing. Um, I, I do think that just, we have to wrestle together a little bit more to be a little bit more distinct from the world. And I love you mentioned history. Sorry, this is where this started. See, now I'm rambling. Um, Joe and Jason and I are, were a part of this thing um, with, uh, with, with Ann was there and, and Steph was there and we're getting some discipleship training and actually trying to set up the table really well at our church for meeting in homes. And we were part of this training yesterday, which was really cool guys. We never talked about it, but it was multinational people from London calling in at 8 PM. And so it was pretty cool. And um, the guy started with an overview of Christian history and this is worth your time. Um, there's some, we could even recommend some, some stuff to read, but Joe's not wrong to talk about history because if you go into the early church, there's a very key turning point at 300. And that is when the Roman Empire, Constantine, uh, made Christianity the state religion. And we can trace a lot of some of the not so great things about Western Christianity to that moment. To, so it's not necessarily the most positive thing ever to say we're a Christian country, because as James says, that dilutes really the realities of the whole gospel, which is kind of a call to wholeness. And so I'm thankful at the same time, I think, like you said, Joe, we need supernatural nuance. Knowing your history is very important. And that's a big deal. I, I look, John said earlier, you know, the constitution's great. Amen. Uh, it's not the Bible. And Jason, using your filters, we better not be reading the Bible through a filter of the constitution. I don't, do you strain your Scooby through stuff when you make kombucha or whatever, cheesecloth or something? Absolutely. I'm going for a metaphor. Here we go. <laughs> don't shove the Bible through your politics cheesecloth. <laughs> it's not going to fit. You're not going to get the whole thing on the other side. You, what you need to do is shove your politics through the Bible cheesecloth. And, I mean, and you know what? Scooby, I'm sorry, Scooby. Hey, Mike got in my head. Mike got in my head with Scooby Doo. I, that's Scooby -Doo. all I want to say. The Scooby. I'm gonna stop talking for a little bit. I, okay. What do you, what so, do you guys so if we're talking history, I, you guys know I love history. Um, I, I go 100% nerd, Joe. Right now. All right, please. Um, I like reading biographies. Uh, last year I read about one about Ulysses S. Grant. Um, right now I'm in Edison. Love reading about historical figures and history and, and things like that. The one about Thomas Jefferson is also true. Uh, he, if you look up, you can look, you can Google this, you can look up uh, Jeffersonian Bible. And it's basically exactly what Ben is saying is he's taking and he filtered the scriptures through a, I'll call it a political framework, or probably for him, it was kind of this idea of um, humanist utopia and he cut out things that didn't match and cut out all the miracles. And you got to remember, this was, this was the enlightenment time when it was like 
reason was rising in kind of the, the zeitgeist of, of the American culture, kind of proto-American culture. And that's what he, that's what he did is he, he cut out the Bible. And so sometimes I think that we do that unconsciously. And that's where, um, that's where like when we're going through James right now, verse by verse, going through it book by book, um, that's what's so important is, is to not leave things out because Ben, I'm sure I'm, I mean, I'm just putting words in your mouth, but some of those things that you've said, very biblical, very to the point, difficult to say, you know, mm -hmm. difficult to say. And, um, and at the same time, the things that we need sometimes, sometimes the medicine is, uh, the medicine doesn't taste great, but the medicine helps us. And, um, I, that's, you know, we lose, we lose the perfection of that metaphor because God's word's always good for us. It's, it's honey to us, but, um, but, you know, I think you get the point is that, is that when we go through, it's the whole word of God that informs us and, and shows us what we need to, those are the filters that we need to go through. That's a perfect example of the Jefferson Bible. So here's the question for all of us. Have we created, you know, a, a, uh, a Nagel Bible, a Dyer Bible, a Camp Meyer Bible? You know, have we, have we forced things through the cheesecloth and filtered out the stuff we don't like? You know, I, uh, one of my favorite, uh, gosh, what, we got to stop. I'm not even going to mention who this pastor is, but you can probably guess. Um, no, Tim Keller, you know, wrote a, wrote an amazing, um, op-ed in the New York times, I think it was last year. And he basically said, listen, God is both a Democrat and a Republican and neither. If you read the Bible, there's a, there's some pretty supernatural nuance. What was amazing about like going through Micah at the beginning of this year, when we were still gathering together was like, even, I think even more than James, the prophets are. Uh, they they have a lot to say about social realities and justice and um there was a thank you john for the, the comment about nuance with our reopening plan with our return to gather worship plan i hope um you all are sensing that and are encouraged by that i wanted to just touch on something cindy uh shared she said our thoughts are where our tongue and words originate and so we sort of were doing this like heart word connection and cindy maybe you're aware of this she's touching on something that is a part of the ancient um early church which is there's a there's a kind of a way of confessing sin that thinks through a uh, word thought and deed i'm sure you guys have heard this before and um and there wasn't time to go there today but that's totally true and it gets back to um uh what jason was sharing a couple of weeks ago about the integration of the whole person and this idea of the shema and we love god with heart soul mind strength um, and we kind of, in our modern day, we divide ourselves. So I think you're totally, you're on the money uh, with that. Um, dire Bible would be mostly taco. Any other thoughts from friends, you in the comments or Jason, I feel like you must, are you watching the puppy? You're doing something. Oh, you just froze, my bad. I'm watching, um, no, I'm watching three kids and a puppy and then they you're decided to all leave the puppy and it's like gonna kill this stuffed animal in a second so I'm like well i've told you all to watch the puppy you're not listening your stuffed animal's gonna die so, so yeah there's a lot going on around my house yeah, she used to work last night she's sleeping so you're the man it's hard hey to the last time i tried to do this from my house i got all wigged out by a piece of dust so <laughs> yeah, you did 
<laughs> that was really funny. That was really funny. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I just know it's fine. Um, I just think uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, John say, I love the idea of Christians visibly leading the way with respect to how to have peaceful discourse online. Um, I will be the first to admit, uh, typed things this week. Brian, you mentioned it earlier in the comments too. Uh, typed things this week and deleted them. You know, Brian said, how many times have you typed something, looked at it and, and actually, you know, prayed, committed it to prayer, committed it to a moment for the Holy Spirit to speak to it and then deleted it. Um, I will tell you, I do this with emails from time to time, uh, from texts from time to time. I'm uh, a little ashamed to admit that, but at the same time, that's the Holy Spirit working. So I'm thankful uh, for his work. And um, I don't always do it either. And so I just think that's a good reminder that um, and it goes back to what Christy said, right? It's, it's the words. And if we use the tongue, we could also kind of extend the metaphor to the fingers as we type about where, where our, um, where our heart is in those moments. So uh, everybody's ripping on the dust at this point. It wasn't well, dust. It's, it's an easy target. Here, here um, what was it? Poltergeist. That, that's well said. I also think the save it in a draft and sleep on it is great. We talk about the 24 hour rule. Maybe some of you guys exercise that. Um, I think, man, if I can just be so bold, um, I don't feel like, I, this feels like a, a okay place to say these things. Um, we're, it just started guys. Let's just name it. Um, more and more churches are, are sort of announcing what their approach to gathering is gonna be. I think we've covenanted together as leaders with other leaders in the community that we're not gonna speak ill uh, like Paul with the whole Apollos Paul thing and, and Jesus thing in First Corinthians three, we're not gonna speak ill of the people for who Christ died. So I, um, listen, I mean, we said it earlier, we said it in the video, we said it in all our communication. I totally understand that it's disappointing that Corinth, your church is not meeting in person. I, I'm disappointed. Joe's disappointed. Jason's. We all are. We're all talking about that. We all miss. Um, we were just kind of talking about that yesterday. Di we're different things that we long for. Um, our leaders here have had a lot of conversation. I mean, really good, robust conversation. And I know, I know, just it's fairly represented in saying that um, we talked a lot, and we frustrated. Um, ourselves in the process and uh and you know it, it just wasn't a decision made lightly just in the same way that i'm certain that there are other churches that are gathering um sooner before us that also went through a similar difficult process so i i don't know if this is right or wrong so this is kind of like there's that moment in um in the letter to the corinthians which is ironic where paul says i say this not the lord and then he says, the Lord says this, not Paul. And the funny thing is, it all made it into inspired scripture. So he was right on the whole time. Um, but we know that, you know, 2 Corinthians is really 3 Corinthians in the second letter. I have a joke about that. It's not appropriate for this. But the second letter uh, never made it to the Corinthians. Um, so, you know, like, here, here's the thing. I don't know if this is Ben or the Lord, um, but this is just kind of where my heart's at today. I don't think it's very fruitful to be um, a Christian on social media cutting down the decisions of another church for their reopening. I actually think that's hurting our witness. And I think right now um, it looks very political 
and very tribalistic to the outside world. And if I could wave a magic wand, I would say, just stop, please. I just like, if you're upset, if you're at Corinth and you're upset, you know what the three guys on this call really love to talk to you, not, not see you talking about your upsetness, but to like hear your voice on the phone or, you know, our elders, the same thing. We've got nine amazing elders, nine amazing deacons. They all love Jesus. We're all in different places on this and we're united in our approach. They'd love to talk to you and um, not read you, just to be honest. So I don't know if that's the Lord or Ben, but that's just uh, a thought. Did I jump yeah. the shark? No, I am. Um, Cindy. You guys got really quiet. Cindy's Cindy's slaying it today. My goodness. Um, oh, good. Let's hear some of that. She's saying stop, stop starting fires. Love it. Yeah. Um, brush fires. Uh, you know anything uh, about that, Joe? Uh, brush fires? <laughs> yes. Um, I, <laughs> I, oh, oh, I just got yeah. it. Sorry. I'm really hungry. I'll, I'll tell that story in a second. Um, I just, uh, I really, I, I agree, Ben, would love an email, would love uh, to have a phone call conversation to engage, you know, I'm committed as you guys are, as leadership is, you know, some of our elders are even on this call and deacons. Um, we want to have conversation in, in kind of this unknown, you got to understand that this is, this is completely unprecedented completely unprecedented in world history. You know, I know there's been pandemics before, but it's never in this specific context. It's never in this specific time frame. It's never with this technology, completely unprecedented. And we, we're committed to staying in relationship with our people because we love you. And so we would love to have conversations over the phone, uh, ideally over Zoom like this. Um, and you know, I haven't had a lot of people take me up on that and I grieve that. So if you know of anybody, let's do it. We, we want to have those conversations. Spam your email in the comments right there. Spam email my Joe. email. Spam. It's not Jason this week. It's email Joe. Yeah. Email <laughs> Joe. I love, I, there's nothing more American right now than uh, Springsteen getting invoked in the comments. I love it. That's so good. I like how he just, he just referred to him as Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> just I just Bruce. love it. This just feels... It just feels right. I'm going to put that on when I drive home. There you go, Mike. Okay. <laughs> the story. I'll just really quickly share this. Yeah, Here's so great... brush fires, when I read in the commentary that James is not talking about forest fires, he's talking about these like brush fires, it made me think about you. Okay. So people of Corinth, 24 friends, brothers and sisters on this call. Um, so... I won't make this very long, but this is a great example. I feel like it was like such a microcosm of like our society a little bit, like in this moment um, where we just got to not be afraid. We got to not be afraid to do this face to face, um, whether it's Zoom call or if you're with your neighbors, um, don't be afraid to, to have a conversation. So we cut down this tree in my front yard uh, this week that we had been planning to cut down for a really long time, cut it down, dragged all the brush kind of back on my side yard there and stacked all the wood and everything. Took some other wood that wasn't just the green green brush that we just had, took some other wood, had a fire, 
And then like probably 20 minutes later, uh, the fire chief for Byron Center where I live walks into my, onto my lawn and says, hey, uh, we got a call about this fire. And I was like, okay. And he looked and he saw the fire was in a fire pit. And then he looked at the smoke and kind of looked around and he said, one of your neighbors called and said, their house is filling up with smoke. <laughs> and I said, okay. And he goes, you're doing nothing illegal. This is fine. But if you would, if you would put it out, that might be, that might be cool. And I said, no problem. So I don't get, I don't get Literally, why. you sowed peace instead of starting fires. Absolutely. I, I'm not offended by that. I would have wished I would have had a conversation with my neighbor that did it. And so if you're listening, neighbor, come find me. I want to talk with you and, and just enjoy life together with you in, in peace. Sowing a harvest. An interaction, in peace. that's always good. Sowing in peace and righteousness. What'd you say, Ben? Sorry. I said, and have human interaction. Have that's... human interaction. I did with the fire chief, though. I had human interaction with the fire chief. The end. Joe, I saw you yesterday in Joeville. Joeville. Was he on the Joe Ped? Uh, no, he was he was laying some sod though. I was laying sod, yeah. And I uh what yes, were you doing was, out there, Jay? We went to the uh Byron Center uh farmers market. Oh nice. Like saw outside. Like puppies <laughs> for free. The Rona. puppy was there too. Yes, <laughs> the puppy is barking at our older dog, and our older dog just ignores her. So, <laughs> so this is <laughs> funny. This is a great pivot to um, to to something I think to two thoughts as we wind down because I think we need to wind down. Joe just said he's hungry. I'm hungry. Um, just, just a thought, um, one, so there's just a few of us on this and some of you have thanked us and said, hey, this is great to have this kind of more personal interaction. Somebody said last week, I feel like I, I know our pastors a little bit better through these things. And so we love that. What I would encourage you, if Corinth is your home, um, which I think a lot of you it is, if I know there's not, not everyone's gonna hear sort of our appeal to have conversation face-to-face -face or one-to-one with our leaders, if you're hurting or struggling or don't understand, um, would you just share that with other people? So be messengers of that, please. That would be one. And then the other thing I'm thinking about is um, this week, uh, you know, where we said we're in movement one, Joe, you can link the, the page, but just kind of that's a you are here moment, um, gathering in small groups. And um, then also, we we get to um, really look ahead to even larger groups and we're really excited. I got to tell you, I mean, Joe and, and Jason will, will agree to this as well. When the consistory talked about all this and all the various plans, the thing that had the most energy, fire in the positive sense, the channel grant, uh, his question earlier, was the idea of having um, basically what we're going to kind of call house churches. And the, the, not only the um, ability to be back together, but as you saw the map, Joe's map, Joe makes all the maps. I don't make maps, Joe makes the maps, um, just so you know. And, uh, and we all have our skills. Uh, but yeah, turning each of those pins a different color saying we're bringing our neighbors in and uh, we heard Pastor Chris share, we wanna equip you. Pastor Jason and his team, the Community Life Discipleship crew, they're 
they're working hard on unrolling some stuff. We really deeply want to um, encourage you to use small community as the opportunity to bring some people in. And um, so we're serious about offering some training. That's going to start with caring for community this Thursday. And we'll, we'll roll some other things out. We're going to do a whole sermon series on it. We're excited about it. So that's, that's huge. Be thinking about that. Guys, as we wind down, anything else that you want to elevate or I guess if there's any questions about our return to gathering and you're like, well, I will email Joe, but here he is right now, or Jason or Ben, type them in the comments really quick, but I'll leave room, Jason, Joe, anything else we need to lift up for the week ahead? I'd just say have a good Memorial Day tomorrow too. And then I, I'm wondering, um, are you guys cooking anything? Are you smoking any meats, Jason, is more in particular? Well, it's, it's Lisa's birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, oh, Lisa. Lisa, yeah. happy birthday. So um, I'm thinking about getting some ribs out. But that's it's a little more selfish because that's probably not her favorite like thing. But Or maybe, or maybe I'll get out a, um, a pork butt because she does like the pulled pork. So. The but if I got it going, man. I might just throw both on. There you go. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and the other thing I would just say is, hey, um, we are still doing, at least I made a commitment through James that we would do small groups on Wednesday nights. So um, until we can start maybe gathering in spaces together, mm. love for the people to join me on Wednesday night at 630. Um, and uh, we can unpack what we just heard this morning and what the Lord has been continually in our heart as we learn and walk through James 3. So 630, if they need the link, Put my email in there, Joe, jason.nagle at cornsreform.org. So like we talked about how we just sort of barely touched on the second section of that chapter. Mm -hmm. One of the advantages of that group is, you know, we're limited by time. Um, I always go over time and our team is very patient <laughs> and, and we couldn't even get there. Like you got, that's a great place to go deep on those verses as well. In addition to sort of talking about taming the tongue, but there's so much good about this idea of, of, you know, wisdom from heaven. And um, yeah, I, I think that uh, Brooke, yes, the answer is yes. Anyone can join the small groups, just uh, email, email Jason. Um, I, I think I'm going to grill tomorrow, Joe. I do. I do love grilling. I have a chicken marinade that I'm a big fan of. So we're, we're thawing the chicken and uh, it's good. It's good. It looks like it's gonna be a beautiful day. What are you making? Are you going to sous vide some brats or something or what? Okay. Actually, I think that's hilarious actually that you say that. Cause I, suggested... that was like a, a low key burn, but it was meant in all love, man. Oh you know that. yeah. It's totally fine. Um, I actually I repent of my, my words of death. It's funny. It's funny that you say that because we're, um, it's Steph's grandma's birthday. Shout out to Neva. It's her birthday. Um, I'm trying to remember. Tomorrow? I can't remember if it's tomorrow. Uh, it's this week. Um, but we usually celebrate over, um, over Memorial Day. But um, yeah, it's, it's hilarious because we went and got some culottes from uh, the meat market here, some culotte steaks. And I like, I like to sous vide them to get them to the right temp and then sear them on the charcoal. And everyone else does not like that. So I'm just going to do it the normal caveman way. So that's what we're going to do. This is like, this okay. is a lightning round. Well, okay, first, uh, Cindy asked an important question we should answer. Um, is there a Wednesday night small group option that meets on another night? And I, I think, Jason, you've 
said before, you would help facilitate that if people were needed that. So um, Cindy, why not connect with Jason and then maybe some others want to do that. That's great. Um, so this is a lightning round for the comments for all of us and then we're going to go. Okay. So you're, you get to, you get to grill one like backyard, you know, Memorial day thing. What is it? Ribeye. Ribeye. I would say a really good bratwurst, but I am like super German. So that's, that's, um, that's where I would go. I said, uh, I'm putting it in the comments, but um, oh, yeah. I really like getting like bell peppers and corn and tomatoes and then like chicken and grilling that and then making tacos. I want to clarify in the bratwurst to sauerkraut is a must, but that sounds super good, Joe. Hmm. Yeah, I <laughs> like bratwurst. <laughs> no, I like sauerkraut. Sorry. It's, that feels more winter to me. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Hard. Like that feels like baseball game to me. It feels like it, you know, I think it's, it's a sh Chicagoan thing, man. Uh yeah. Do you, okay. Do you put is are you like totally anti put ketchup on a hot dog? That kind of one hundred percent. That yeah, kind of with you. You know, Ben chapter one verse one says, "Thou shall not put ketchup on your hot dog." That's wrong. Nobody else really got in the comments. Maybe they're already out grilling. Uh, Kathy says there's one that meets on Tuesday night. So, yeah, that's uh, Sean Lowry's group, which which would be great if Cindy wants to need, want to jump in that. I didn't even know that. Love that Lowry. <laughs> well, let's end on that. Um, okay, Zach is just Zach is starting corals. Zach, I can't do that. I can't go there with you. The that only is... acceptable hot dog topping is ketchup. That is so wrong. I'm sorry. There is a million other things I put on a hot dog before I put ketchup on. Ooh, swordfish. That is Ellison's. Is the I sword do... is the sword still on it? Yeah, that. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I'm with Brian on the hot dog uh, onions. Pickle. I like onions too. Yep. Um. Man, is this the problem is this could go for a long time. The swordfish thing made me think about salmon. Joe, you can't eat that. Sorry, but grilled salmon. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> speaking speaking, the speaking Zach, lies. You, you, <laughs> you do you, Zach. That's fine with me. That's yeah. too yeah. bad. But we love you anyway. It must be a Waterburger thing or something. <laughs> must be a Whataburger against ketchup. Jalapeno mustard. I have had that. That's very good. I do. I've had spicy ketchup, and that is good. Yes. But, but I, you know, to me, ketchup goes with, like, chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. And french Meyer, fries. Meyer package. Sorry. That's okay, Kathy. That's all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll smell the swordfish later. I, I have even strong feelings about types of mustard. I do too, actually. What did you say, Jason? I said shocking. <laughs> I do too, though. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, we'll have to save that for another time. Come back next week for types of mustard conversation. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll see you, everybody. We love you. Have a great right, week. Have a great day tomorrow. Catch you later.